Hello builders. Welcome to the Builders Club Startup Founders podcast. A podcast for founders to upskill themselves and understand the founder mindset. Every week, we sit with the best minds in the startup ecosystem and understand what it takes to start, run and scale businesses. This podcast is from one of our recordings of our water cooler conversations. A weekly community AMA where we get established entrepreneurs to discuss their strategies and their mindset in front of our community members. So sit back, relax and let's start with the episode. Uh, so welcome everyone first of all uh, to another edition of the water cooler conversations uh, like every saturday we have got a very very interesting uh, founder with us uh, and we would basically run through their uh, journey as well as what they are doing and hopefully there are nuggets of uh, of knowledge that you people pick through this conversation uh, and you can implement it in your life as well so tonight we have bhavik vasa he is the founder and ceo of getvantage which is asia's leading revenue based financing fintech platform uh, for all of you who don't understand how revenue based financing works is basically you know uh, to put it uh, to put it in simple words get getvantage helps startups raise funds without taking any kind of equity uh, we'll get into how it works but before that uh, just a little bit of an introduction about bhavik himself bhavik is a 2x founder he has more than a decade of experience in fintech alternate finance uh, digital payments mobile technology startups previously he served as a founding team member and uh, chief growth officer at its cash uh, which eventually got uh, acquired by ebex and was a founding member of uh, radical payments and isds worldwide as well Welcome, Bhavik, to the Builders Club and the Water Cooler Conversation. Thank you. What a wonderful way and initiative. So, first, my kudos to you guys for putting a club like this uh, for creators and builders like us. And just very happy to uh, be a part of this and have a chat with all of you all on a Saturday night. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Bhavik, for doing this. Uh, Bhavik, we would probably start off, and you know, I. You know, I'd initially told you that this is going to be a fairly casual conversation, but we would want to probably start off with uh, your initial journey. How exactly, you know, where were you born? Where did you study? What were the initial jobs that you do? And you know, you have had an illustrious career. Very frankly, I was going through your LinkedIn profile. You're making me. You're making me sound very old already now. So. <laughs> No, but that's true, right? I mean, it's it's been a decade <laughs> of you going through. I mean, I guess you started off with Wells Fargo, and then you were in ISTS, and then you started your first company, then your second company. You were mentor. So, just wanted to understand, you know, how exactly was that whole progression? Because you know, from a as as a third person, it seems a lot, but of course, you know, for you, it has it has been a natural progression of events, right? So, just wanted to understand how exactly. You know what exactly have you been doing before before getvantage sure sure and uh, we'll we'll try to keep it as short and not sound as long and illustrious as uh, uh, so you nicely put it uh, so very simply uh, guys uh, i'm a bombay boy born and raised in fact 
born in a family of businessmen uh, and so literally summer vacations or summer holidays was with my father driving uh, me into spending time in the office uh, and the factory with him uh, and i would get a gold spot back in the day uh, uh, you know if i ended up going and spending the holidays in the office and factory with him so that's where the roots and the foundation uh, really come from uh, thankfully Uh, I never ended up in the family business, which is even today a, a decent exports business, and uh, thankfully I never ended up having to join it. Uh, but really, that's where the roots come from. Uh, started my career uh, in the US, uh, and literally, like I say, I stumbled into financial services. Uh, really, again, uh, nothing, nothing planned. never thought i would go work for a bank but when wells fargo bank third largest bank in the us gives you an on campus placement to just take it up and uh, you know uh, go work for them and i think that's how i not only stumbled into the bfsi segment but uh, that foundation of uh, uh, finance uh, was set there uh, but then look again being in the bay area in the silicon valley the heart of or what we call as the mecca of uh, startup world right uh, had to very quickly uh join a very small tech boutique shop um and again uh to be so candid with all of y'all it was nothing uh big nothing planned we just hustled our way and started doing things around mobile payments and mobile wallets and digital wallets uh, uh you know back in 2005 uh 6 literally and and some of y'all might remember we used to have these brick size palm and blackberry mobile phones right and everything was a different handset different hardware uh, so again look we just ended up doing a lot of uh, early pilot work for visa and google and you know safe ways of the world where we were doing mobile payments for uh, uh, these businesses and uh, uh, again i think the word fintech so it didn't exist back then right there was no this there was There wasn't this fancy jargon or buzzword called fintech either. We used to call ourselves emerging payments, mobile technologies. Uh, so that's where again, you know, built that business. Uh, that business got a good exit in 2009 to a very large uh, US processor called FIS, uh, and then contrary to other opportunities, chose to move back to India. Uh, and again, uh, at the very front end of a new category building, right? Again, digital payments and fintech. Uh, was a very 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 early word i mean 2009 10 guys i can only tell you that startups in itself were such a such a nascent uh, ecosystem and within startups doing something in digital payments with its cash um was 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 very very early in itself uh, and so i can really remember i mean all of you guys are either aspiring founders aspiring startup enthusiasts i can tell you back then we used to have 5 6 VC firms and you know handful of angels. Literally, that's how large the market was. And from there on, went on to scale and build out its cash. India's earliest fintech uh, scaled that business to a three billion annual payment volume business, thirty uh, forty million in revenue, uh, and that's where we then uh, were able. And I think I I kind of take a little bit of uh, credit for the exit. Of bringing a Nasdaq group called Ebix into India and that large M and A that happened. Uh, this was a 150 million transaction between Ebix and its cash, uh, which I then ended up running the consolidated group in financial services. 
um and so yeah you know long and short that's been my journey over a decade plus now in fintech in mobile technologies in early days of innovation around financial services and uh, look uh, what we ended up or what we see ourselves now doing at get wanted so well again no no eureka moment this is not you know waking up one fine day and said chalo ye karte hain abhi it was really just to my own journeys as an operator right i am just like all you guys i'm a founder operator uh, i've been in the same shoes where you need you need all types of different capital you need all forms of growth capital uh, to scale a business you need equity money you need you know debt money you need marketing spends growth spends seasonal money to build businesses in uh, especially emerging markets like us and it's been through that one experience as an operator uh that we clearly identified and i clearly knew there was a gap that we had to find alternative uh, uh modes of being able to raise capital and that's really what kind of sowed the seeds of what you will now hear and see as get wanted yeah 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 no, so that's that's a very interesting journey and in fact that actually shows one common trait which we see in all founders that pick one industry and be a master at it you have been in the fintech journey for a long time and that's the reason why probably you could even understand and and see the need gap which was there in the market and this was a long time coming very frankly this whole revenue based financing bit is something which very few people i mean people who are insiders probably know that this is this is there but uh, a lot of people are not that conversant with uh, with the with the whole concept of revenue based financing so wanted to mm-hmm. you know just probably eat your brains on that aspect that as an operator what were the need gaps that you saw in the industry because you you were yourself involved in 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 investments at that point in time what what were the need gaps that you identified and where do you see the model that you're following solving them that's a very loaded question so well um but to kind of break it down mm-hmm. uh and uh, <laughs> Look, I I'll be super super honest with a glass of wine on a Saturday night, right? With all of you guys, uh, I you guys, you know, I shared my journey with you. And what's interesting is I'm neither a finance major nor am I a technologist by background, right? I've never written a line of code, and nor do I academically come from a finance background. What I really just wanted to share and leave with all of you is, uh, and so like you said, right? You, you know, the biggest strength we can have as builders and creators. is to very quickly catch trends and and be able to look at what gaps are there that need uh, solving for and i think i i think it was for me or in my journey what i've understood is really clearly keep identifying early trends uh, and solve for those really go by a lot of gut and experience uh, of of what you think have been your problems uh, and if you identify what you have your problems solving for them just makes it that much more uh, interesting and passion driven mm-hmm. and uh, yeah look it's no rocket science uh, you know especially in india we can say right and i think mm-hmm. you were mentioning so well we've had few of my founder friends businesses we've backed funded uh, join you guys on this chat uh, over the last few weeks and months right so mm-hmm. be it a bharat from rage coffee that you would have spoken to or arjun radhya who's a wonderful friend partner in the get wanted journey also uh 
what what you're interestingly seeing is all of these are guys who've been building a lot of emerging brands and e-commerce and b2c brands right we're seeing that major shift happen and and what has been this trend especially in emerging markets right we fundamentally saw the last decade especially in india we saw the last decade where commerce went more and more digital mm. then payments followed sweet right payments has gone that much more digital yeah. right and if you really understand that that's that inflection point right i spent my last decade doing that it's cash was a journey about digitizing payments for uh, businesses that were going more and more e-commerce and or going more and more digital and now if commerce has gone digital payments has also followed sweet now this is really where funding and financing has to follow right this is the area which is going to see the largest growth and this is the area where i am actually hoping that a lot of your uh, uh community members founders builders creators are really thinking about building these digital first new age emerging brands and and that's where if we can find a very very interesting model which is very no strings attached founder friendly in its true sense and very tech driven right mm-hmm. so even before guys even before we go into uh what revenue based funding or what rbf is what is this alternative or alternative platform of financing um let's take away one thing right mm-hmm. that a in markets like ours which are very emerging and developing we need all forms of capital we need all forms of credit and capital right mm-hmm. so yes i'm not going to be the one telling any of you that you know one model or one structure is better than the others but i'm certainly going to say that please understand and identify what you need money for and then how are you going about uh, raising it because yeah. venture capital angel funding accelerators that entire ecosystem has absolutely grown by leaps and bounds in just the last 5 years in our country right and which is brilliant for the ecosystem for all of us but at the same time so that structure is still very human driven and yeah. a little bias driven in a lot of sense of the ways yeah. it's really about who you know yeah. not so much about your own business's performance yet right yeah. and i think a lot of you all who are listening uh, i'm sure have pitched to various vcs angels right i'm sure you might have a lot of you all might have raised capital i have certainly done a lot of that Uh, but at the same time we have to understand and appreciate and acknowledge that's a different model of equity funding and there's still a lot of human uh, uh, biases within there yeah. Yeah. and if we all are building if we all literally today are building a lot of digital businesses that are very tech enabled and digital enabled right mm-hmm. we're building it on platforms that are online we're collecting uh, payments from our customers and consumers all digitally then look there has to be a a digital way to fund our businesses which looks at what is our new asset the new asset of all of our businesses is this is this digitization and based on that if we can have a you know platform that is able to really value what i have built based on my performance can i really value the business based on performance not on just a human bias right and really make that very tech driven and data driven then i think that's really where Uh, the really real real strong need of digitizing even how funding and fundraising happens right so i think that's that's the first first uh, piece that i wanted to leave and share i mean really the conversation so you and me spoke right this is really not about the business or what we are doing it's just about really saying that all of us can make a difference and we all have to believe and this is really that passion that drove me personally 
this is an opportunity or option i didn't have 10 years back yeah. when i moved back from the us to india to build right yeah. we still had to go to five or six of these angel investors yeah. uh, there were just these five six vcs and that was really the only way that a new age early business and a startup could raise money from sorry uh, so uh... thanks a lot for pointing that out because you know 90% of the startups that we also speak here in the builders club uh you know majority and there's a trend here so people here don't know that there is there are other alternatives to equity based financing uh people either assume that i have to pick up a loan or i have to get funding from somewhere and when i say funding it's usually equity based funding and uh, you know i think you know and this is this is something which i'm sure that you would also agree to that 90% of the startups that i meet are usually idea stage and before building a product they basically jump into going start start thinking about how do i pick so, up money so 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 this yeah. is on all of us here right all of us today that are on uh, this this chat together uh, look i tell you very honestly it's not also not that easy building a new category all the time and i don't know what it is with me uh, that every time i'm always more excited being very early in building a new category we were doing prepaid and mobile wallets in 2000 you know 10 11 in india uh, when honestly for a decade or for the longest time my friends and family a didn't know ki karta kya hai startup hai karta kya hai right b डिजिटल पेमेंट्स मेंट डिजिटल पेमेंट्स मेंट के अच्छा पेमेंट गेट या कुछ ऐसा ही कुछ होगा मतलब यू नो पीपल डिट नो व्हाट आई डिड फॉर अ लॉन्ग टाइम अंटिल मोदी जी वेंट अप ऑन इन 2016 एंड रियली सेड डीमोनेटाइजेशन देन सडनली फिनटेक एंड डिजिटल पेमेंट्स बिकेम एवरीबॉडीज अंडरस्टैंडिंग राइट एंड माइंडसेट सो इवन द सेम वे व्हेन वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट दिस न्यू मॉडल ऑफ आरबीएफ पायनियरिंग दिस सेटिंग दिस अप अर्ली लुक इट कम्स विद द टेरिटरी ऑफ चैलेंजेस इट्स एक्साइटिंग टू डू समथिंग न्यू बट दैट्स वेयर i ask for help from each and every one of you man that we have to build and spread the world and build this awareness that there are alternatives there is another option for all of us right and just spreading that as a community uh, is where uh, you know we will have half the battle won so well where uh, you know if we all start taking a little bit of control back in our hand as operators and founders yeah. right a lot of angel investment i have done is purely from my own experience as a founder uh and wanting to back other founders because we yeah. we so many times and again uh you know just in a very humorous and lighthearted way right guys telling and sharing this with you we so many times hear a lot of investors who come from really good academic backgrounds they've they've you know been big consultants or investment bankers and you realize they say that they are founders first mm. right mm. but they've never really been an operator and you kind of wonder that you know if you never really run something yourself you will really not know the pains and the challenges and on what are the uh, you know uh, issues and and support that a founder needs to come up with um and so it's easy to come up with these buzzwords like founders first uh and say that we are very empathetic to founders but if you really never been an operator uh you wouldn't know uh, what it takes or or what are the challenges there so we we have to do we have to first do good for ourselves yes. uh, for a long time like you said uh, so if for a long time we only thought equity is a way to raise money in startups because bank loans are very difficult to get right yes. Yes. because traditional traditional lending or traditional financing has failed in emerging markets hamare uh, normal small businesses ko smes and msmes ko bhi tak credit nahi milta hai india mein 
So forget early businesses and startups that are not even profit making or don't have a track record, right? So that option is out of the window. Then the only option left is a lot of these accelerators, angels, and I'm not really saying. As a founder, our job is to hustle and get any and every form of capital that we can get our hands on. Uh, but as we do that, let's all together even take a little control back and spread the word that, that there are alternatives. And in a lot of ways, we can help each other. Uh, just the way a lot of stuff that you guys do in this community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Bhavik, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting point that you raise. That you're actually one of the first ones who's actually creating this category right now. So I was having. One of our previous guests was Ashish Tulsia, and was the founder of Possessed, and uh, he was also one of the first guys was building a POS system for the restaurant uh, industry back in 2011, 2012. He started, and he was telling me that one of my biggest challenges was educating the people because half of them, not half, 90% of them didn't know what exactly was it that I was doing. Even my customers didn't know that this was an option, and I'm sure that you know this is a similar problem that. uh you know you also might be facing just you know wanted to touch upon and probably to educate the people here in the audience what exactly is revenue based financing and and how exactly does it operate and you know probably we can also get into the details of how getvantage uh, operates this this uh, sure strategy. sure so let's 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 start from and i did see that there were a few cas and finance guys also in yeah, yeah. in the room today uh and so i'm going to try and uh, Not get too technical, but at least do touch upon a few things, and hopefully everybody walks away with uh, 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 something new that they've picked up through the chat today. Um, so, so well, revenue-based or RBF uh, is a quasi-equity structure of financing. It's another way that we structure financing and funding. And I think all of us understand, right, that funding, even if you take equity funding, it's funding is all a function of how the deal is structured. Either capital is given. And take and equity is taken, control is taken in a business. But you do realize that even even that form of capital that we believe is uh, just investments has to be returned. It's just a different tenure of returning, right? But we all know equity raising equity money is the most expensive capital that you can raise, right? Because you have to give back. Uh, or the expectation of the investor is that they get a return of hundred x, yeah, or you know, uh, in in a three digit x factor. So that's equity as an instrument, and then of course on the other side, uh, financing, uh, which is very traditional lending or business loans, uh, comes from this concept of you know uh, interest rates, uh, balloon payments, bullet payments. But I think we've also somewhere extremely overstructured finance over the years, right? Reducing interest rates, balloon payments, bullet payments—it just—it's overstructured in a, in a lot of sense of the way, and that's where RBF as a quasi-equity structure somewhere is in between, right? It's neither equity, it's neither a business loan, right? It sits in between, and I actually tell people, and I'm sure you, you know a lot of y'all would have heard, uh, and and some of you might be even saying this uh, that. But I actually, honestly, say we are not disrupting anything with RBF. We are actually just simplifying venture finance, right? And what RBF really does is simplifies venture finance, where we give capital to a business. RBF is about giving a capital advance and funding a business based on its last twelve months, eighteen months of business's performance, last six months, last 
quarter of business's performance the revenues of the business uh, the operating function uh, operating margins of that business are taken into account and so what really rbf in the way it simplifies is we give a business a capital advance we charge one flat fee so as a business as a founder you now know what is your capital and what is that one cost of capital for it and you're going to now repay this right as a small percentage of your future cash flows and your future revenues so as your revenues grow out right and come about you're going to slowly uh, as a small percentage of that and a small percentage of your business's performance really how your future revenues perform is how you would uh, uh, repay or or um, you know clear out uh, this form of funding and uh, it's as simple as that to give it and break it down in 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 numbers say we were to be able to fund a business with a $100,000 uh, we would charge one flat fee and now the business would pay this back as a small percentage 5 10 15 percentage of their uh, future revenues into business as soon as the business stays back that principal and that flat fee boom the round one is over and it's really as simple as this a lot of founders tell me it just seems too good to be true because there is no there's no equity there's no warrants no convertibles uh, no safe notes no ccds uh, nothing so complicated and on the other side it's not even any traditional way of collaterals or 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 personal guarantees that founders end up having to give or promoters ending up having to give so really that's how this is just an extremely extremely simplified way uh, of how ventures and, and 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 businesses can take that capital that they need to keep growing their next stages of revenue and allowing their revenues to uh, uh, really uh, repay that and keep scaling uh, with a very very no strings attached model this is a very interesting model so uh, so from what i understand number one idea stage startups are not eligible uh, number two you basically are uh, taking a percentage of the future revenues so mm-hmm. there has to be a way for you so isn't isn't there a risk involved in this because you again i i want to understand how are you removing the subjectivity from your overall process how are you making absolutely Are you making it objective? Oh, hundred percent, and that's where I, I I started off by sharing with all of you all that we have to find a more tech and digital driven way, a more data driven way, because that's what all of you I believe are either building your businesses based on tech and data, and that's how you would also want access to capital, which is very performance driven, just the way you're probably uh, starting to uh, you know. quantify your businesses and to your question yes you're absolutely right this is not uh, early stage or you know idea stage funding this is not for uh, you know capital that you take to you know just get an idea off the ground absolutely as the name suggests revenue revenue based financing or rbf certainly needs the business to have some trajectory 6 months 10 months of revenues at least uh, because so to your next question the only way to objectify and to create this a very performance based funding mechanism is to have some pattern and trend and background and run rate of what the business's revenues have been right and so yes 
this is more of a growth capital rather than a seed check or a pre-seed check for any business. But as long as a business is at least doing a bare minimum run rate of revenues and it's it's it's, it's getting some uh, gross revenues coming in, uh, absolutely they can take RBF because the quantum can be as small as you can get as less as five lakhs of funding to as much as two three CR to a quarter of a million dollars, right? In terms of the growth capital that you need based on your requirement, business's performance, etc. And second part to your question, of course, any sort of funding, any sort of funding instrument is very, very risk. Uh, risk is inbuilt, right, in any sort of funding and financing. And so this is also not privy to it, but really, how do we de-risk the model so much more with tech intervention and data intervention, right? And we will try and certainly touch upon a little bit of that as well in saying that, look, it's not only what we do as RBF, right? Uh, which is how a funding or a, or, a, or a line of capital is priced at. So it's not only the what we do, but it's really the how. The magic lies in the how. And the how comes from that experience and expertise as a, as a, as a fintech play, right? Where what we built is an extremely tech model, which connects with all the businesses connects into their last 12 months performance, their digital revenues, connects into their uh, merchant platforms. If you're on a Shopify platform, if you are any sort of an online business collecting revenues from payment gateways like Razorpay, PayU, CashPay, we just connect into those. We connect into your Google, Facebook accounts. So we understand how you're spending in digital marketing or in digital spends, uh, you know. And so really... If you're able to understand a business from its real-time data, fund these businesses, right, based on their past performance and this data, and continue to monitor the performance of these businesses as well as they are a portfolio and as, as the tenure or the repayments of the funding kind of comes through, uh, that's how you further keep the model and the evaluation very performance-based and you de-risk the model. Uh, by having that much more real-time uh, visibility and connectivity with the businesses. And like I mentioned earlier, right, that, look, every small business, every digital business today, the asset is their data and their tech. And that's what we are valuing and, and connecting into. Uh, because, again, that's, that's the way we securitize this. We're not taking collaterals. We're not taking equity. There's no fancy paperwork, lawyers. Uh, nothing required, right? Because it just is using to both our advantage of what our businesses are, what our data and tech and then how we want to grow it uh, with that much more discipline of taking capital, growing our revenues, getting to the next milestone of MRR and continuing to grow the and scale the business uh, in an extremely, extremely non-dilutive way, in a way which you are not losing control as the founder operator because you, you know, you still do it the way you need to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think those are the pieces that make this an extremely tech data-driven, but as we rightly said, and what we started off the thesis and wanting to build this is a genuinely founder-friendly way of giving capital uh, to help businesses grow. When you get into, uh, so this is what, this is machine learning enabled is what I understand, right? The backend? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the moment you get into this kind of a model, 
you are kind of and this this might be a tricky this thing for me also to put it that you kind of take out the intuition bit that uh, that an investor has that hey you know this is a hidden gem they, they probably are uh, you know they might be able to do do something big in in what they are trying to do and that's that uh, that gut instinct sometimes you know ends up giving you a a hundred x kind of a return as well. What you what your model is doing is, is it is actually kind of fairly de-risking the the overall. For as an investor, for me, this one has much lesser risk than taking a subjective call on the basis of how the founder is like or how the market is like and where the trends are going. Also, probably. Uh, how do you how do you take the trends into account like for example you know 2020 was then was the ed tech boom the 2016 2017 was the digital the fintech boom and uh, and and you know the the 2013 2014s we saw the transportation ecosystem boom how do you take those macro trends also into consideration in this model so sohil your question itself had a lot of the answer inbuilt and i would actually uh, highlight or point out one very interesting thing you said right that how do you look at data and how can data speak more than anything else but look we also started the conversation by saying that bias or human bias goes both ways right mm -hmm. yes you mentioned that there is a little bit of that gut or thinking that oh this might just take off and skyrocket and so let's fund this but that goes both ways, right? Aren't we seeing a lot of FOMO-driven funding also, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is which is anything and everything that's uh, not even needed to is just getting funded uh, without logic and reason behind it. Yeah. And at the same time, so many times, how many of us has gotten rejections only because that opposite person didn't get conviction? That word conviction is overutilized, right? Where we go spend so much time with an investor and, and, and an angel or a, a VC fund or an institutional, and then they suddenly say, oh, we don't have conviction in what you're building, right? Now, what I was trying to highlight is data is extremely valuable. Past performance is a great indicator of where a business will go as well. And what we are suggesting and saying is that, look, our ability and the platform's ability to understand basic things and that's what I mentioned, looking at things like what is your spends versus your revenues, right? We start calculating what is the ROI on ad spend? What is the ROAS? In these days, we talk about return on ad spend, right? And we are all measuring um, 3x, 4x, what's my ROAS on my business? Right? And so, fundamentally, see the first thing that we are doing. Unlike when you ever go to take a bank loan, right? They look at your last three years balance sheets right, an IT return. But we all know businesses are changing so much more dynamically. The last quarter, the last month has changed the way the businesses function, right, suddenly. Right? So gone are the days, firstly, of looking at only rear view mirror data of a business to underwrite and evaluate risk of that business. We not only have to take the past performance, but with the pattern and trends, you're able to also predict what is that future potential of these businesses. The ROAS that has been driving, certainly understanding and the platform's understanding of various businesses, cross categories, sectors, you start also being able to understand what, you know, if I was to increase the, uh, in, in my, my ad spends or my digital infrastructure by 
2x, what would my revenues change by? And so it's a little bit of all of that, right? Think of B2B SaaS businesses for a minute, Joy, right? What we really need money in a SaaS business or a subscription-driven business, right? Uh, you yourself run a digital business as a, uh, you know, in EdTech, HealthTech, and you mentioned the EdTech boom as well. Look, literally what we needed money for was infrastructure. You need money for digital infrastructure, your Amazon, AWS, or cloud hosting bills, right? You have to increase your infra today to have more users because you will have these users pay over a period of 10, 12 months, right? Your revenues will come over the subscription of the model. But what you really need money for today is increasing your capacity uh, on the infrastructure to onboard more and more users, right? So once we started understanding all of these trends and patterns, what you're taking away is a lot of guesswork from the model, right? And again, like I mentioned to you, let's also be very realistic and, and, and highlight that this is not your risk capital. Look, you should absolutely, every business is at every different stage needs different forms of capital, right? Of course, uh, we need to raise uh, equity money from time to time and it has its own different value and need. But take that kind of capital, which is the most expensive for experimental lines of business, for new lines of business that you want to do R&D, for capex expenses that you need to invest in upfront, right? Not using that money for very pattern-driven sides of your business, right? Capital that you need, which has a very direct pattern. It's about saying how much marketing and reach do I do that my revenues will change, right? How much do I increase my uh, capacities? How much is my logistic uh, invoices or bills that will get paid off uh, uh, so that I can get? What is that inventory that I can take to be able to drive growth? So I think it's about also very clearly understanding what your business need and hence then understanding what form of capital suits you best for that particular requirement. And lastly, I actually say this with umpteen amount of uh, conviction, confidence, validation that you as a business might or might not need other forms of capital. And we've seen success stories from very bootstrap businesses. They have never touched external uh, uh, equity money. Right. Or on the other side, we've seen great success stories which just grew on taking a lot of investor capital. Right. But all both these side of the spectrum need revenue based financing because we all need a little bit more this quarter. Right. For seasonal spends to increase reach or we want to basically stock up more on our inventories because season is coming up next quarter. Right. So RBS suits everyone. Right. And it's just about understanding and recognizing what you're taking, what kind of money for. And as long as that is very, very performance-driven and performance-based, uh, that's what not only de-risks the model, but adds predictability in the model. And that's how businesses can also and should be able to grow with a disciplined fashion where you're not carrying, lastly, you're not carrying a lot of long-term debt in your business. Don't, as a young business, don't take long-term debt which sits with you for two, three, five years when, like you mentioned, a lot of the environmental changes happen and you're not able to service that debt or repay that uh, as a big lump sum amount, right? Uh, at the end of two years or three years, you have to pay back a big business loan and you have to now suddenly arrange for that large capital one time. That's when the cash flows start becoming more challenging yeah. um, as well. Very interesting, Bhavik. I'll have just one more question and then we'll open it up, open it up uh, to the audience. Good. 
uh cool uh, so i was just uh, going to talk about the founders for founders initiative want to understand the origins of it what exactly is the plan for it and what exactly do you people do there thank you for asking that sol because that's a project and initiative that i'm very passionate about and it's very close to my heart uh, it came out in this pandemic time uh, it came about from that as well and i'm going to keep it very short and simple because i know a few of you have questions uh, you know when when the first lockdown happened in march 2020 april 2020 i think we all were hit by surprise right we all didn't know yeah. firstly what hit us what caught us uh, but post that and through the last 12 18 months uh, i think we've seen a roller coaster of a ride we've seen actually roller coaster is a easier you know uh, comparison we've actually seen snakes and ladders right we thought we were out of it back again we got sucked in and i think i think i personally saw a lot of the founder community stand up this time we all were in our own ways volunteering helping with you know health support oxygen finding hospital beds i think we all were doing a little bit right and there while a lot of that was happening around volunteering around personal health and and finance what really clicked to me is we all are so vulnerable in these times and also we are all founders we are all folks as operators also trying to build something and in talking to a few we started seeing that look we all had started having a lot of vulnerability in our in our day jobs as well right in building the business not knowing now what to plan for you know there were businesses and founders that were uh, completely lost and i think mental health uh, was something that was not so so big and being talked about Uh, which i think all of us suffered i i myself have had sleepless nights right like all, like a lot of y'all and that's in where we realized that while a lot is going around around you know physical health and more pandemic related uh, personal health and family supports uh, that area where founders like us operators builders like us needed also a little bit of support a little bit of a community support group and that's the origins of founders for founders where again no strings attached nothing fancy all we tried to do as a bunch of us founders is saying let's do a one on one chat with any founder and an operator that just wants to have somebody to talk to we all know entrepreneurship and founders as a journey is so lonely yeah. we sometimes can't even talk to our yeah. to our closest friends or family because they don't understand it they don't come from what industry we are building for right So that's where Founders for Founders is a small initiative, and folks would love for y'all in our small ways to spread the word. So I would love for the Builders Club to kind of collaborate with this uh, again. And all we've done, and we've been having amazing founders just join in and support. And all we've done is a founder, uh, an operator, just kind of coming in, signing up, and wanting to have a twenty-minute chat, one-on-one, with another founder. either in the domain in the industry or just something more more generic and what we realized is we just needed somebody to talk to just somebody to share and discuss with what is going on yeah. really nobody wanted answers none of us are experts none of us have any answers but just that one on one mentoring or that one on one chat uh, is what founders for founders uh, as an org is doing and would love for you all to kind of not only come and join the community spread the word and just in our small ways if we all can just spend another 20 30 minutes in chat to a founder once in a while right once a month 
the world of good uh, that we can do to that person's mental self and they, they just need somebody to validate yeah we sometimes just need to talk to each other and say look this is this is this is this, is this. and yeah. boom we're just giving a listening ear so that's founders for founders so yeah no that's a very interesting point that you raised yeah because i you know the the origins of the builders club was also exactly this uh, we believe and this is come this comes from a personal experience yeah that uh, you know uh, entrepreneurship is a lonely journey you absolutely put it in the right way this is exactly what i also keep saying uh, that entrepreneurship is a lonely journey and you just need somebody to talk to you know there is nobody to tell you what is right what is wrong you just need somebody to talk to speak to take a little bit of an advice from and guidance from just somebody to validate what you're doing and probably tell you that you're in the right direction or wrong direction and and do a little bit of a course correction that's just about it rest i guess each one of us since we have this instinct uh, this this you know this this royal itch that we want to scratch we will eventually make through it it's just a, it's not a matter of it's a matter of when as long as you continue persisting and the biggest problem which people the biggest mistake which people do is giving up and we we kind of and that's that's our motto you know no, keep building no matter what so you know perseverance is the key you know failures are just uh, just milestones you those are just learnings and then you move on to the next chapter uh, fantastic please keep championing this in all senses of the way super good so so in fact you know i would i would love to have a separate chat around founders uh, for founders and what we can do together because i see a Please. lot of lot of uh, similar vision in terms of what we intend to do with the club and let's have a separate chat around that in the Absolutely. meantime let's just open up the floor for questions so uh, harsh let's start off with you then chandrakant you can go then sharath and then durga uh, harsh we can start off with you sure thanks ohel for uh, having me and thank you bhavik for enlightening us uh now here's the thing as we all are uh, first let's take it as to the first time founders uh let's let's uh, take you to uh, when you were starting off uh, as a first time founder uh you said that you you don't have an expertise in either technology or finance now mm-hmm. i i i have an expertise in finance but what happens is i am zero in technology now to build a tech driven startup or any platform per se let's even to say an a simple e-commerce website apart from shopify of course uh i have two options either i can hire a techie or i can get a cto on board as a co-founder in both these two options the technological the, the technology guy has an upper hand and i am a bit insecure as in kya pata hai kal ko mera idea le gaya clients le gaya he uh, सेम challenge to build the right partners bring on the right co-founders right team always is still the same to aap pehli baar kar rahe ho ki teesri baar koi farak nahi padta the only difference is that 
like you asked the question a first and foremost i think you've done the right thing openly being able to admit and accept what you're good at and what you're not right and i'll tell you just like you've taken the risk harsh to wanting to do something on your own right the first piece of a startup and entrepreneurial journey and i'm just trying to give you comfort because there is no easy answer to your question the easiest answer is the way you've taken a leap of faith and jumped into trying to do something of your own instead of taking something more comfortable right aapne jo same questions abhi puche you would you asked yourself already that same question before wanting to become an entrepreneur which is if i had took a job if i took a nice high paying company good on my resume secure more comfortable paycheck aata but you took a leap of faith you took the risk of not going down that path wanting to do something your own and so your answer lies in exactly that same thing that your job on a daily basis is to keep taking risks keep taking that leap of faith don't worry yes you will meet a lot of good and bad people along the way right the more gyani answer i could give you is yes it's a simple thing whichever skill sets you don't have you have to bring on that person and the team how you bring on is up to you whether you bring that person on as a co-founder as a cto or you bring that person on as as a team member that's all very specific to your current challenge right but mm-hmm. what i'm trying right. to highlight is don't shy away from that if and but wo usko main leke aaya usne mera idea le liya to usko main leke aaya to usne mere ko backstab kar diya to boss aapne already risk liya hai you've taken risk in everything in every sense of the way so don't worry do it with your best heart and gut good people will join along you you will have experiences and every bad experience is only going to teach you every bad person who cheats you is only going to make you that much more inclined into learning and understanding the sector please don't take me wrong when i said i don't come from that background uh, of tech or finance but doesn't mean i didn't teach myself a lot of it on job right as i built out stuff as i of course got experts i learned along those experts and alongside those experts so even if you bring on someone in tech why are you worrying that only he will learn your idea why aren't you having the confidence that even you will learn five new things alongside him as he builds out something for you and lastly boss nobody people can steal your idea but never your execution i have been in your space where i have 10 years ago what i wanted to do of course three more people learned it from me and tried to do it themselves right but execution is where success will come and in fact in today's day and age idea is actually the smallest piece because information we all have access to ideas right 10 years back it was still different aaj to jo us mein launch hota hai tomorrow it gets launched in india in terms of tech in terms of idea everything right so look idea is just the starting first step your job is continuing to take the leap of faith take the risks and keep finding your way around those risks failure or success will keep happening in different forms trust me so many times i have had a very good skillful person uh join me and then leave me and i thought that was disastrous that that person would have left me but in hindsight i've always seen that actually was the good thing for the organization Yeah. because sometimes you don't need people who are highly skilled or over intellectualized because we are not going for perfection when we are building a startup we are going for execution we are going for getting things done not over intellectualizing it as well so whatever happens keep believing it's for the right reasons 
and your job literally is to keep taking risks and keep taking those punches man we are in a boxing match keep taking those punches it will come in various different forms thanks man this helps a lot man thanks thanks a lot harsh for the question i actually want to add add one thing here because i've been through a similar journey uh yeah when it comes to people trust is paramount you know skill sets you'll find 500 different people with the with similar skill sets it's who matches with you with who with whom you are working compa- compatibility works and whom do you trust so go for those kind of people even then if you fail at least that's a learning experience there and and there's nothing more to it i mean you just have to move on <laughs> and and find the next person in line right yeah cool thanks a lot harsh for the question chandrakant you next uh, so i basically was uh, wondering about the, basically uh, there's a uh, algorithm or something which goes into when a new brand or company is coming for your fundings right something sort of it which is uh, it's all it's all first and foremost just simply from data and past performance yeah you understand patterns mm-hmm. algorithm no algorithm it's about just very quickly understanding here we all we all understand cricket right and we understand that ultimately whenever in any match and this to your question also soil right yeah. you look at the last many overs run rate to then predict what you need ahead right so absolutely it's as simple as taking patterns Uh, and making sense of those patterns uh, and then trying to make certain calculated projections uh, and predictions of where this would trend towards right yes chandrakant that's exactly yeah. how the platform so so is there any uh, human touch also which goes into it uh, or like or the only the like basic so basically of what course. is that what is that part which uh, is taken care of 100% yeah 100% and you know even soil asked this question chandrakant before that you know what we are trying to take away is we trying to take away a lot of human bias but not the human element out of it right so yes in every funding we have a very strong core team we have an investments lead uh, that looks and and works with the founder on the business there is an analyst uh, on that particular business and case who handholds the 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 founder and the entire deal through the difference is how much of human intervention i am in fact and all of you all can even uh, look this up i i have been a biggest proponent of digital right we are human beings physical and digital is very very core to us right it is a mix of the two uh, but really in our process chandrakant to answer to you the human analyst certainly the data and the platform and the algorithms gives the data very clearly but that has to still be understood in one dashboard and one way reviewed by the human element so the beauty is that what we've done is our investment and funding is not 80% human 10% 20% excel sheet it's the reverse right it's 80% technology from data from source uh, with the uh, you know uh, algorithms making certain predictions and it's that 20 30% of human intervention which which does look at certain qualitative factors it's very important to look at those qualitative factors uh, uh, as well and it's that right balance and mix that we've kind of driven this to so chandrakant to answer your question yes there will always be an investments lead uh, as well as an analyst that works on every funding deal of ours 
Yeah, and you talked about uh, removing the human bias, basically. So, when you must have set some uh, answers to particular questions, right? When you would have set the whole thing up. So, it was you or the whole core team. Because if it is one person, then it can always be biased, right? If one oh, person so the, said the whole thing. So, what we are taking out, the, when we mentioned what we are taking out from the biases, we are taking out from the bias which, so, when a human decision starts itself from a bias, right? Yeah. What we are taking out that the starting point of evaluation and, and, and evaluating or analyzing something is not starting from human bias. What I meant by that is, Sohil mentioned this earlier also, right? We see cycles, right? Suddenly, edtech is the most happening thing. It's starting from a bias, right? Mm-hmm. What we're really saying is, look, what we've done is just created certain analytical and credit policies, right? Uh, to evaluate a business. Like I mentioned, the most simple thing of starting off is every business that connects and applies and with us for funding, we start by looking at its last 12 months performance. It's revenues, it's, it's uh, marketing spends, it's growth. It's seasonality of his business. There is no bias. This is not starting from even my bias of, of, of that business or anything. We're just simply starting from how the business has operated in the last 12-18 months, purely based on its performance and data. Right. So what we are saying is let the performance of the business talk for itself, rather than starting off by saying, ye industry chalega ki nahi chalega, ye founder achai ke nahi achai. Those are biases that we start off from which is in this case, we're not starting from this biases. We're starting from a lot of data-driven decisions, right? And so data-driven decisions, again, there is no set algorithm. There are just set parameters and boundaries, right? We look at the last 12 months data pattern of the business. What's that average revenue over the last 6, 8, 10 months of, our, of that business? So these are just rules okay. of the engine. These are not biases uh, or or exact set predictions that we are going after. But removing the starting point being a human bias, removing that to be very data-driven is what the game changer we personally think and believe uh, has to be done. And that's why we call ourselves, in fact, Sandhakan, on this question of yours, I have to share this. While I spent the last 10-15 years in fintech, mm-hmm. as I shared with all of you all, uh, we really truly, and again, it's not a buzzword, but we truly feel that what we're now doing is tech fin, which is really tech-driven funding, right? And that's where we start from tech and data. Okay. Basically, it's a cycle. complete analysis job, which you it's are analysis. doing. Absolutely. Yeah, complete analysis. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Thanks a lot. Like, I got the whole aspect about it. Chandrakan, tech can always be an enabler. It can never replace humans. So uh, yeah, I have tried it a lot of times. That's why. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thanks a lot, Chandar, uh, for that question. Yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, Bavik, uh, it was a nice talk. Uh, thanks. Uh, I have so many questions, uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I try to uh, stick to three. Uh, one is, uh, so you, your input data that you you choose to uh, find the patterns is 12 to 18 months so is it is it as per your experience is it sufficient to to get an impression on any startup is my first question second in your model is there any risk mitigation plan you have
third so what is your advice to uh, someone a uh, new uh, to get into this finance business which i am interested in great so let's try and quickly answer those three i know it's getting late on a saturday night for each of these three questions um durga uh, the last question is the most difficult because i don't know what advice i can give you i need to know what excites you where where do you want to jump into what field do you want to do what you want to do because there are a lot of things happening in in the you know inflection point of confluence of finance and technology right uh, so yes the world is your oyster uh, because just the way technology like you said uh, sohil technology is an enabler finance is the common thread across any and every business right so both these things are huge enablers the innovation in these two aspects have you know really changed the landscape of what all you can be interested in uh the i don't know what your background is look look us up if you like what we're doing we are hiring that's my small pitch and play that anyone wants to kind of excited about what we are doing come join us if nothing else you love to talk to uh founders other businesses evaluate analyze take funding decisions alongside us uh so certainly that could be one area if nothing else uh your other two questions uh look we of course look as look at as long a data of the business as possible of course we take their gst data last 3 years balance sheets whatever how depends on how long and old the business is we look at all the data the first time around why i mentioned the last 12 months is because that is what we believe in today's day and age businesses are so much more dynamic that a better sense of where the business is going is in the last real data and tracking of the last 12 months and the reason it's last 12 months is so that you cover at least a, a calendar year in fact we look at early businesses also we actually to clarify to all everyone here we actually fund businesses that are just 6 months old but are revenue generating also we will of course look at as much data we have see the more data we can see the bigger the exposure we can take so your question two on risk mitigation is our understanding of as much data uh, we can we can transparently see Uh, we will be able to take that much more uh, larger quantum of funding or risk uh, as well and what you asked is ultimately the last 12 months or a calendar year also allow you to understand the cyclicness and the seasonality of each business every business every industry has a different seasonality or a cyclicness a one calendar year uh, or 12 months allows you to also make sure you understand that or the engine understands that really well and takes that into account as well and takes into account anything else so like you said you have two months of lockdown that's an abnormality right we at least try to take away all of those short term abnormalities with that piece and lastly you question durga that what is the security look the same data points and the tech the visibility is the additional uh, uh, securitization right because what data points we looked at and revenue run rates we looked at during the funding decision we continue to look at those same during the tenure of the business being in our portfolio and funding and and repaying the funding right uh, so the same apis if you are a, if you if you understand tech is the same apis which allow us to do live monitoring of a business so we understand and we are seeing how the business is continuing to perform uh, as it is our portfolio as well right so that is also a great way a live monitoring and a tech driven way of monitoring is also a great way to risk mitigate 
uh, in any form of funding and financing uh, so yeah hopefully uh, you know that's my sh- simplest way without getting too much into technicalities of course there are five more layers uh, deeper into what i just said but at a high level that's why we continue to say that it's the tech and the live data which is all our strengths and we are tapping into that for every sense of uh, risk hope that answered your questions uh, yeah got it Th- thanks a lot uh, thanks a lot durga kamal sorry you dropped out the last time you can ask and after that sharath you can have your chance kamal so thanks uh, thanks for doing it for a weekend man great insights great uh, like great takeaways from this session so i had two uh, for, i had one question so uh, let's see this is something which excites me also the revenue based financing is something which is very new to india yes uh, maybe in the like in the foreign markets it has been a trend but in yet it's, it's pretty much new and uh, so how do you go about educating founders and people about uh, that there is another option than vcs accelerators and incubators either you go with like uh, partnering with vc firms or how how do you go about the like the customer acquisition plan if you can say like that well every and all things that you mentioned absolutely we have to talk to everybody in the ecosystem man that's the shortest way to say it and when i say everybody in the ecosystem it means literally everybody other investors vcs angel networks uh, other platforms and vendors that you use right in building your online business uh, to share with all of you all uh, we are the biggest partners with a razorpay with shopify uh, with logistic companies with marketing agencies uh, look like any other way that uh, you would hustle to get your product out there uh, the same thing we do and uh, another way is exactly what i am uh, asking all of you all to help with is we as a community this is for the first time guys and 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 come on and soil really that's what i'm empowering you know you guys as an organizers as evangelists of the builder club as well that for the first time we as operators and founders are getting the ability to get back in our hands the control of how we fund who we fund and how we raise funds from right uh and so i think yeah look uh, these are communities that help us spread the word um and lastly uh, kamal uh, you will hear me say this multiple times and my entire team uh, we don't have a mission we have a passion uh, to work with founders like you uh, so it's really driving that passion in every direction to get the word out there there is i i was just going to add here is that one interesting thing uh, bhavik about uh, about your bit is that the startups which are eligible which are legit and which are actually doing good business they will at least definitely uh, you know uh, benefit from from your model from the from from the advantage model because many a times people have this you know there's a luck factor involved in in funding and i can say this because i've gone through it and so have you that irrespective of how good you are there is definitely a luck luck element involved your model kind of takes out or takes away that that uh, you know that bit that had i been able to find that you know get those 30 seconds with that investor probably i would have made that elevator pitch and things would have changed so that thing basically goes away with this model which is a very which is a very beautiful thing because then uh, Uh, that was my 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 one cent which i wanted to add uh sharat you can go now thanks well thanks bavak okay i have two questions one is uh do you fund 
competition, say you have funded Rage, say tomorrow Sleepy Owl comes into the picture, do you fund something like that? That's first question. Second question is, say, for example, you funded a company, they've grown and you have a set of investors into your own company who's investing into this particular thing. You have a lot of venture capitalists. Uh, do you, if these companies come back to you saying, okay, I want to raise a series uh, rather than the, uh, the fund what you support, do you guys support in that also? These are two my questions. Sorry, the network was a little off. I heard your first question. Let me answer that and then we'll try and touch the next question you had. Uh, and I would like you to re, uh, repeat some of that. But your first question, in fact, the beauty of this model, Sharat, is there is no competition. It starts from my own personal belief that, look, we are not a equity investor and a holder. We don't take controlling stake. We don't take uh, ownership in any one business or any one uh, uh, brand, right? So realistically, right, the beauty of this model is, like I mentioned, revenue-based funding is for all kinds of business. Because if you believe that every business is focusing on getting revenues, we are funding them based on the revenue. So one takeaway for all of us and, and, and you know, the opportunity is as large as any and every business that makes revenue is eligible, right? And B, you asked a specific question, look, we've already funded four coffee brands. Why only Rage, right? We funded pretty much four or five businesses in every sector and category. And even the founders have no challenges in wanting to take capital because the beauty is not anyone's data is going to anybody else. B, we at least understand and help the brands in that category with a lot of other support as well because we understand that every sector and every category is different. The ROS is different in every category, right? And the beauty is that, look, we know that some businesses and some categories, Sharat, to your question, uh, need more capital for uh, inventory because they have a larger inventory cycle or the inventory is more expensive. Some categories of business need more capital for marketing. Some categories of business, you'll be surprised, actually need a lot more money for logistic bills because the biggest expense item for them is the shipping charges, right? And that cycle of uh, COD capital or money coming in as well. So, no, we've... we've Today, we have a portfolio of more than 75, 80 businesses across 18 to 19 different categories that we've funded. Uh, and so RBF is a funding instrument for every business to raise money. And the same way, RBF is for everybody and get advantages for all businesses that need capital. That's the answer to the first question. Can you repeat a little bit of your second question uh, on you mentioned, I think what you were saying was, if we have a portfolio brand and they want their next series check, do we help them? Was that what you typically were asking? Yes. And uh, probably uh, one more thing to add up to that is, do you uh, help in terms of any support which uh, a venture capitalist can give? I'm, I'm sure you are supporting in terms of uh, marketing or in terms of, say, anything related to uh, all your uh, uh, tie-ups, what you have there might be something more which a VC can give also. So do you guys do that part of it also, if required? No, if it's, it's not if required. We absolutely do that. We are, in fact, the reason it is called get advantage and not 
XYZ Capital is because we don't only do capital. We are truly a founders platform, and that's what I, you know, truly believe we are building is capital plus intelligence efficiency and support. And this is truly a win-win model. Look, it's profits with purpose. We are also building a business that's to do well, right? But I'm really saying this because this is the only model that is really win-win. Because if I fund your business, right? and i help you with a lot of those other areas of support that you need your revenue grows faster and it's all better for us in terms of you will repay that faster as well so this is truly the model which is so skin in the game and and attached to both our outcomes which is about growing your business and your revenue and two um, in, in fact <laughs> what's become interesting is every vc fund actually every angel network is working with us not only so that we can fund their portfolio because we are great scouts every business that we have funded in fact we have a lot more real due diligence and digital data uh, and diligence done on a business so when when any business and brand is funded by getvantage by inevitably a lot more investor and institutional capital is following that because they know we've done a lot more thorough diligence on that business so the brand is actually already getting a lot more inbounds um for if and when they need uh, that institutional check uh, also great that answers thank you thanks a lot sharath for that question uh, i think uh, bhavik i have one last question and then we'll close it's almost close to midnight but as i told you if the con- if the conversations are interesting this usually stretches a little bit i hope you you have time uh, and there are people in the audience also who are willing to listen in uh, i just wanted to touch upon one bit uh, on your whole experience with the with the finance and the fintech bit uh, and and the fact that you have been i mean you are basically in the in the on the other side of the table as well you're seeing a lot of macro trends right now and this is this is the times of change you know times are changing uh 2020 has brought in so many changes in terms of both consumer behavior as well as the macro trends which have accelerated uh wanted to get your uh you know your thoughts on which what do you think you know the top 3 industries/sectors where you see a kind of a boom happening and where exactly do you see the next the next round of opportunities the next ola the next paytm the next zerodha being being formed if if i tell you all those if i give you all those tips uh, then soil i have to have uh, uh, 20% carry on whatever investments you make basis that <laughs> definitely but uh, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a more on a more serious note absolutely uh get advantage is about not only getting uh funding as i was mentioning but that vantage point right or that vantage uh that we give to all our stakeholders uh which is not only our brands uh our backers our our, our partners uh, and the community as well and so i can tell you three four very interesting trends i think one for most uh to take away is there's been a huge an absolute consumer behavioral change uh, that happens only once in a decade what we've certainly seen as all of us as consumers are now that much more com- comfortable buying everything online yeah. paying for everything online right and that is a huge consumer shift look in india we've been a country which uh, 
yes last decade was e-commerce uh, but at the same time in even in e-commerce one of the things was so well that even in e-commerce you still had a lot of cod and marketplace buying right marketplace is ruled because that's where consumers uh, uh, could only find brands right but what we've seen as a big shift is and i tell this to every every brand that's working with me focus more and more on prepaid orders now uh, even if you're doing a services business collect uh, the payments up front cuz customer is very comfortable now and he trusts he and she are trusting now the online services in business so that has become a huge change where you are seeing a lot more confirmed orders it's not about you know returns and refunds being uh, the, the the very core uh, cost and expense item across any sector and category right in itself this is hidden an answer that look every business in the country now has to understand and learn to go online you can be an offline brand and there's nothing wrong with it but have some some elements or some percentage of your business also online uh, because that's where the customers getting more and more comfortable to access and reach you and get your goods and services from uh so if you're an online brand yes cod is still a large chunk but try and move more of your customers to prepaid uh to uh if you are reaching customers through a lot of marketplaces here is your chance the customer is buying directly from the brand website app from the captive channel right and so you are seeing that huge shift uh, and this is not only for product let me not only say this that it's only for d2c businesses that we are seeing scale up or emerging brands coming up in d2c and e-commerce it's even on demand services we funded businesses like car mechanics car maintenance car washing on demand services uh subscription driven content right so what i'm highlighting is that these are the two three large trends uh, that if you are looking at entering as a new business as a new brand or if you are already a business and a brand start leveraging and capitalizing on some of these very very clear uh, you know aspects and to give you an answer look i am the most opportunistic guy as well i think indian consumption story is here to stay for the next 10 years it's going to be a story about a lot of local indian brands gone are the days we're going to buy only or use only global products uh, and services um, so this is this is our decade ahead right i'm not talking at macroeconomic level i'm just generally talking at a founder and operator level get into any category that is growth and potential because the consumer is here and is willing to buy local brands and local businesses right uh, so opportunities across sectors across categories there is not one that is faster than the other and in fact find areas that are not so cluttered right personal care and d2c super cluttered right everybody is probably getting into that find the opportunities because it's across the spectrum and just hold on to some of these trends and build your business around those trends uh and you will make a very very good sustainable business i look at the next decade being a uh, 100000 brands of indian uh, origin that will do 100 crores in revenue right uh will be profitable 100 crores of revenue annually great businesses so well on a on a parting note not all of this needs to be a valuation and exit play you can build great profitable brands and businesses uh that give you much more back as a founder and operator uh than just what you chase is valuation in exits in the other play so no i 
I I absolutely agree to this point, especially is because uh, you know people don't understand this. But actually, if you really wanna make money, then the old form of doing business was actually the best way. You know the 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 evergreen industries where you are guaranteed. I would say guaranteed to make money are the manufacturing businesses are the ones where you know proper dhanda bolte na isko dhanda chalana. So that was that, and now the whole startup ecosystem is a fairly glamorized form of more risky way of doing business, um, and and people sometimes lose touch with reality or lose touch with what exactly are they trying to do because they get caught up in all of all of these uh, you know all the all the all the babble around them. Perfect. No, look good on that note. Uh, like I said, there's just a lot more. Uh, ahead of all of us in every way, yeah. and I think each one can now. Um, and I think the last piece I leave with is soil. As we talk about founders for founders, uh, I am a believer of collaboration. Please take over the uh, the property as a community. It has to be all community driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is uh, the only one aim is what I am very very fascinated by now is. Ten years ago, we didn't have this because a lot of our startup guys were still trying to prove ourselves. Today, now with the ecosystem growing, I think that much more power to each of us to not only make sure we succeed, but take a few along with us. Yes. Right. Because this is not a win. This is not a a race where we have to walk over two, three others to win the race. Yeah. We can all walk together across the finish line, and I think that's what's going to be the game changer for the Indian industry. Uh, and all of us, if we can, if we can, in our own small ways, uh, do that uh, together, I think this is going to be an interesting decade ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, you know, I'm I'm really sorry that probably we couldn't spend more time on the founders for founders initiative because I would really uh, would have loved to know more, a little bit more, probably on that front. uh if we can then probably we can also have another session probably at twitter spaces bit on that bit or probably another session on the water cooler chat around that as well or probably uh, you know let's have a discussion. no there, there is priyanka has been very nicely uh, yeah. patiently been listening in uh, she is the champion who is championing the championing the cause uh, with with us on that and please uh, come up on stage i've just invited you in case you're still there hey priyanka <laughs> so yeah hi everyone hi 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 uh so, in few minutes it's good to say good morning to all of you good acha right <laughs> okay so we'll just uh, we'll take it soil you can take it offline with yeah, her we'll and with we her. will we will suddenly connect and uh, yes, look we can it. talk let's about that We can talk about think, that. We can bring back. Uh, we can bring back uh, Arjun and me together to talk about founders yeah, yeah. for founders also with Absolutely. you. And uh, uh, certainly, we'll let you guys come up with whatever innovative, interesting ideas you all have to to push the builders community. Like I said, uh, yeah. I like the name you guys said, the Builders Club. We are all creators and builders. I don't think uh, any other name suits us all better. Um, so good. Look, Soil. Thank you, Kamal Soil, for having me again. Yeah. I I, I thank uh, Harsh, Durga, Sarath, Chandar, all of you guys. Uh, lovely questions. Thank you for patiently listening. Uh, more power to all of you, and more power to the community uh, that we build.
build something good and strong together thanks all that was the episode hope you got some rich insights for your idea from this if you like the episode do share it with your friends and rate us on spotify google store and itunes if you want to join the water cooler podcast live join the club at www.thebuildersclub.me until next time upwards and onwards